Welcome back to the Cube Command Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Savoya, and we're going to continue our little E3 recap. This is part two. Now, in part one, I did a little recap on some of the smaller announcements from the first few days from, uh, you know, EA, Ubisoft, uh, Sony's conferences. And now I'm going to focus um, solely on something from Xbox's conference. Now, we found out about Project Scorpio not too long ago. Now, this year's E3, Microsoft finally decided to unveil it under the official name Xbox One X. Now the big selling point about the Xbox One X is that it supports true 4K gaming at 60 frames per second. That is, uh, that's pretty big. I mean, 4K, not everyone has a 4K TV. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think we need a entirely dedicated console for that yet, but I'll, I'll get to that later. It's gonna sell for $49.99, so $500. That's a bit hefty especially compared to the uh, the slim version, the Xbox One S, which I believe sells only for $299.99, which makes it significantly cheaper than the Xbox One X. But then again, the Xbox One X does boast significantly more powerful uh, hardware. Now that hardware would include a 6 teraflop GPU, which contains a custom 8-core 2.3 gigahertz CPU with 4K resolution. And it runs at uh, 1172 megahertz, 12 gigabytes of memory, and it's a 326 gigabits per second memory bandwidth. Uh, yeah, that's all. It's it's the most powerful console on the market uh, by far. But I guess that kind of explains the, the really hefty price tag. But I really think that if someone really wants that true 4K gaming, or that you know wants to run their game 60 frames per second, they would have already made a gaming PC. It just seems like something that it's not needed right now. Consoles are are made for people that don't really want to shell out the money for a $900 computer or $500 computer. Um, they just want to be able to play their games on an affordable level. I know that um, the PC audience is really what they're trying to capture with the, uh, with the Xbox One X, but I really don't think it's necessary, I guess. Now, they did state that it will exist alongside the Xbox One S, with the X, with the S, the Slim, being the more affordable option, and the X being for hardcore elite gamers. And exactly what I stated before, if you're a hardcore elite gamer, you probably already have a powerful PC. So you wouldn't have any reason to get the X, and maybe if there's someone who... Uh, wants to be a hardcore gamer, but they don't want to have to build a PC or they don't want to have to research any of the parts. They can just pick up this one powerful console. There, yeah, I can kind of see an audience for that, but I don't see that audience being as big as the general audience of consoles. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I really don't see it as a necessary addition to the Xbox One family. Think of it basically as a PC, but in console form. Now let's talk about the uh, the physical side of it. It is uh, I think it only comes in black um, to kind of mirror the Xbox One S only coming in white. The dimensions put at almost the same size as the S, where the X is uh, 30 centimeters by 24 by 6, while the S is 29.5 by 23 by 6.5 centimeters, and it's uh, two pounds heavier than the S, which puts it at 8.4 pounds as opposed to the S is 6.4 pounds. Um, I guess you can't really call the Slim a Slim anymore. I mean, obviously it's slimmer than the original, but X is basically the same size, so all the S has going for now is the uh, the lower price tag. 
And I still think that it's probably a better option than the X for those who just want to get an Xbox and aren't worried about powerful games or anything. And uh, like I said before with other things, we don't know how this is going to turn out. Maybe it could be a big hit. We'll have to see when it releases on November 7th. So I personally am not interested in the Xbox One X, and I really don't know anyone who is. But I'm sure it has its audience, however big or small they may be, and we'll just have to see what happens in the future. So, like I said, the Xbox One X releases on November 7th, so keep your eyes open for that. It's coming during the holiday season. Now, the next thing I want to mention from Xbox's or Microsoft's conference is that original Xbox games, the OG Xbox, those games will be backwards compatible with the One, with the Xbox One. Um, but there won't be as much as uh, many games as there were with the 360. Now, the reason for that being is that the process is much more difficult um, to convert uh, original Xbox games over to the One than it is to make the 360 ones compatible. Now, Phil Spencer, who is the boss of Xbox, stated in an interview with Giant Bomb that uh, it was, it's harder to obtain the rights to all the original Xbox games, and it's also a more difficult process to make them backwards compatible. Now, that, that I can understand. They're older games. It's not going to be as successful, but I still think it's cool that they're at least putting in the effort to convert them, because, uh, really, who owns an original Xbox? I mean, they, they don't make them anymore, obviously. Probably if there was a game that you really loved on the original Xbox and you don't you can't play anymore, maybe your original Xbox broke down, you lost the game. Uh, they're making a bat. Hopefully, they'll make your favorite backwards compatible. Um, I actually haven't tried any of the original Xbox games. Um, I started on the 360, but uh, that's I mean that's really cool news that they're making the uh, old games accessible. They haven't forgotten about them. They still want to make them relevant. It's pretty cool. Now, we don't know what the, what the uh, Xbox One X means for the future of uh, the console generations because, I mean, this cycle might be broken now with, with the uh, Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro release now, the more powerful versions of the already existing consoles that aren't called the PS5 or the Xbox 720 or whatever. They're the same console, part of the same family, just different versions of it. So maybe we'll just keep getting upgrades to the same console. I mean, personally, I'm fine with that. It means they don't have to tweak the operating system for the console anymore. They can just keep upgrading it to the next one, and maybe, I don't know. I feel like if they keep upgrading it, then maybe I might skip one upgrade and then go to the next, so I don't have to feel obligated to get the next console or the next upgrade just so I can play the new games that are coming out. Now, we don't know if they uh, they might do um, uh, more consoles. Maybe they will make the next Xbox and the next PS4, I mean, PlayStation 5, um, but maybe it'll be in a longer time frame. Maybe instead of uh, the next five or eight years, maybe it's uh, ten. Maybe it's ten or twelve years. But um, and that also brings a question: Will Nintendo be doing that? Because they just came out with the Switch, and obviously the Switch isn't the most powerful console. But uh, you know, Nintendo, they're each new console is something different. So they might keep upgrading their consoles to the next one, and not just upgrade the single console. And especially since um, with a name like the Xbox One. The Xbox One kind of has that definitive name, you know, where you feel like this is the one you're trying to unify everything into this one console. They wouldn't want to keep going to the next one. It's like, oh, okay, here's a 720 or whatever, unless they find some new name like the Xbox Infinity or whatever people thought the one was going to be called. Now, me personally, I'm not interested in the Xbox One X, but uh, I do um, think it's interesting. I definitely want to follow up on it and see how that's going to go what it means for the future of consoles. If it's if it's successful, maybe usher in a new era of just upgrades instead of new consoles, or maybe if it flops, they just might keep going on with upgrading the next console. I feel like it'll really answer the, the important questions we have on what 
where the industry is headed in the next few years, definitely. But um, so that's about all the news for the Xbox conference that I have. I want to thank you all for watching the second part to my E3 recap. Like I said, these episodes are going to be a little shorter because I didn't want to ball it up into one episode because I feel like the whole topic, all the topics just get derailed and I'll just keep rambling on. That's why I want to condense it into smaller episodes. So be on the lookout for part three where I will be discussing, for me, the final heavy hitter, which was Nintendo. So this has been the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Thomas Savoy. You can also listen to me on the Free Stuff Show. Just go to thefreestuffshow.com. You can find our episodes and read our blog there. And also um, check out the official Cube Command YouTube channel. Just search Cube Command. It should show up. And you can watch the gameplay videos that me, my sister Tia, and my friend Nick do. And also check out my own YouTube channel, which is Tom Antio. That's T-O-M-A-N-T-I-O, where I do gameplay, unboxing, skits, and all-around goofy videos. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Tommy Savoya, and I'll see you later. <laughs>